Good rising, beloveds. This is Bush Mama recording live on Anchor, and it's the 2nd of August, and it's 4.20 a.m. I just came outside. Actually, I just came from outside, holding a little meditation. And what came to me this rising was... If you're not happy about being in the country that you're in right now during these restrictions, these lenient restrictions, there is an opening right now, okay? There is an opening right now and if you have finances and if you are really ready to leave the country that you're in to be in another country, like live or be there for a long time, now is the time to go. Because the window is open right now. A lot of travel um, restrictions have been lifted or are being lifted. So I've been hearing a lot of people ask me about living in different countries and how much budgets needed and stuff like that well right now you do need a little bit of a budget um you've got to think about getting there you've got to think about your accommodation you've got to think about you know um, your living expenses but if you are in europe or are in the uk or in the usa your currency um is really got an advantage right now in certain countries in Southeast Asia or Africa, um, even in South America. So I know a lot of people talk about wanting to leave their countries and, you know, live in nature and be one with mama and connect to her on a deeper level. And I speak to you especially. If this is something that you deeply, deeply, deeply want in your heart, Now's the time to do it, right? Now's the time to prepare. I would say you have at least two months to get yourselves ready before the restrictions get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Right now, the window is open. And in my spirit, I feel it's going to be open between, I will say two to three months. Three months if you're lucky. Two months is really pushing it. So it's almost like, you know... Our extraterrestrial family are coming in their spaceship and we only have a certain amount of time to prepare ourselves to board it. That's how I feel. Or the bridge that's been laid down, excuse me, you know, for us to cross. And um, it's going to be lifted up soon, you know, or Noah's Ark. Only a few people can get on the ark, but if you hear the calling... You can get on the ark. You can be one of those few that can get on. So this is just like that. This is an opportunity for you to really get closer to Mama Netta, set yourselves up. If you have, some people have, you know, a lot of cash available. You know, lucky for you, you can make that move if you're truly ready. But those of us that don't have dispensable cash like that, we have to make sure we're budgeting and stuff like that. Um, now's the time to really work harder to accumulate at least three thousand pounds. 
$3,000. If you have that, you can really set yourselves up for the next six months somewhere. And I'm happy to teach you how to um, make an online business. That's how I've been surviving, really. Um, just online sales and trusting, really trusting. Um, it's possible, especially if you have a minimalist lifestyle like myself. I don't have much clothes. I don't eat that much. I live very basically and, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, um, it's, it's down to you. I mean, the less you need is the more freedom you'll have in movement, in traveling and stuff like that. I mean, I'm still having to downsize a lot of my stuff because I have to take my bush medicine with me everywhere I go. I just have to. Um, and all my crystals, all of my personal um, essentials, I have to make sure that they're with me and they're not light. The lightest thing I own are my clothes because they're very few, probably about six outfits. But all of my excess stuff is my personal um, spiritual tools but yeah if you need advice on how and where to travel at this time where your pounds will be um, tripled and your safety will be at a lower risk or low risk at these times um, if you need to make connections with people if you need to you know, get somewhere and you have a very low, low, low budget, there's still ways that you can travel. The main thing is that you need to get there. You need the budget to get to wherever you need to get to. But there are people, believe it or not, just like Airbnb, Couchsurfing, um, that will basically put people up. I know this time is kind of, kind of like a difficult time because a lot of people are concerned about um, CV. Um, so staying in people's homes is like sharing their space when you have a bedroom in their space on Airbnb. It's a little bit kind of, it's a bit restricted, not as open, not as it was. But if you're renting someone's house and they don't live there, then that's more easier because they don't have to um, live with you or see you even. So um, there are communities out there that are needing help right now and if you're ready to build your tribe now's the time to do it really is a time to really build your tribe and be around people of like mind it's so important i can't stress that enough you know if you're trying to really expand in consciousness and be more positive in your life the last thing you want to do is be around people that are negative and living in a fear-based state of being you don't want that and it's going to get worse. I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to tell it as it is. Um, the first quarantine, the first lockdown was basically a test just to see how the public, how the masses would respond to it. Now, they have an idea of um, how people are responding. And even though there were people protesting and people were doing this, people were doing that, the majority of people were shit scared, didn't do anything. Just stayed in, didn't come out, didn't even do any shopping, just lived in fear and still living in fear. So they understand that the um the majority of people are in a state of fear so whatever they've put out it's working but there are a certain amount of people that are not living in fear that are moving that are still trusting and that are still growing and still sharing love and and healing together 
So you have to choose what side of the fence that you're going to be on. You know, and it really is a choice. It's either this or that, or this or that, or this or that. Whatever your this and whatever your that is, you have to choose whatever it is. And I would say right now, it's really about being in a place of safety. Um, really building your tribe and really being honest with yourself that if you are surrounding yourself with people that are living in fear, you know, not positive um, and not like-minded, um, it really it's time to really start finding those people that you can trust. And even those that may seem to be like-minded and, you know, live in a spiritual life, you really have to test them because these are the times that we have to test people for who they really are because I'm telling you, there's a lot of false prophets out there. There's a lot of false light workers out there. There's a lot of false healers out there. And their their, their goal is to capitalise off of people's vulnerability. Yes, we must make a living when we're doing our work, when we're working our craft, when we're serving our purpose. We have to live, we have to eat, um, and we have to enjoy life too. So, But it's not about capitalising, that your only motive is to make money off of that person, rather than your motive being, I want to really heal this person so they can be whole again. Um, and, you know, the pay is like the rewards, you know, it's the cherry on the cake, but it should not be the cake. So you have to test people, ask questions, you know, test them. Like, don't be afraid to ask people questions about their healing work, how long they've been doing it, and look at their feed, have conversations with them. You know, being tuned into into what they're feeding back to you. That's what I do, um, even though I don't need any healing from anybody else outside of myself, because I am doing that, and I have been doing that. I have had amazing assistance from people who have come into my life and offered wonderful words, you know, time and space. Um, but wholly and solely, I'm having to do the work myself, and it hasn't been easy. That's the way it's supposed to be, and I accept. So now is the time to really get your minds together, get your budgets together. If you are going to stay in your country, get your household together, prepare yourselves. Make sure you've got at least six months, if possible, to a year worth out of food. If you have children, definitely six months to a year worth out of food. If you're a single person or a couple, it definitely needs at least six months worth out of food where you don't have to stand in queues and you saw how it was the first time. So if you don't have um, enough food in your household for up until that time, because we don't know what's going to happen. So at the end of the day, we definitely know there's going to be a food shortage. So my bet is to just prepare yourself. I don't eat. I've been training myself not to eat a lot of food because I knew this day would come or this time would come whether whether I saw us going back into rationing food which wasn't a really it's not really a bad thing really um but those that are used to eating three to four to six meals a day it's going to be a tough thing for you because you know your body's not used to eating less food it will have to get used to it of course if there's not enough food for everybody but you know those that have been training their minds and their bodies to not eat as much food and to fast as long extending fasting, like 40-day fasting, which I did on water, and 21-day fasting on juices and 10-day fasting with the Master Cleanse, just continuously training your body to, you know, and your mind, it's mainly your mind, you're training your mind um, not to crave and to, to overcome um, your cravings. 
So it's a mind thing. It's always mind over matter. So really, I can't stress enough that what we're going through now is a is a transition. It's a um, it's almost like it it's a shaking. It's a shaking where there's a part in the Bible that says the wheat and the tears have to grow into the day of harvest, where it's harvesting time now. Um, and those who don't have a strong faith in whatever you have chosen, you're going to really have some challenging times. So if you are a Christian, I hope your faith in God is stronger than it has ever been. If you're a Buddhist, I hope your faith is stronger in your practice in Buddha, in the, you know, the, 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 and you're devoting yourself to the divine mystical law even much stronger. Whatever your faith is, I hope it's stronger. If it's not, I would strongly advise you, encourage you to strengthen your faith and prepare your minds for everything and anything, even death. <laughs> prepare your minds for that too because that's going to happen one day. That That's for sure. So let's try to get our minds in a space where we're not attached, that we're not living in fear, that, you know, whatever the spirit within us is telling us that we need to do, we should prepare to do it. And another thing that came to me during my meditation outside was that, um, hmm, we, um, We have generational curses and blessings, right? If you look at our bloodline or just look at our family pattern, our history, if you've been observing your family patterns and history, then you will see that there is a pattern going throughout generations. And I'm talking about alcoholicism, sexual abuse, trauma, um... Whatever, whatever, whatever we go through as people, all people, all inclusive when I speak about this, you'll see a pattern, okay, a drug addiction, I see the pattern within my family, even mental issues, and I was just the one to see that pattern and to wonder what the hell is that? That I'm seeing, like, you went through that, you went through that, and I remember you going through that, you're going through that, like, whoa. And I'm like, I don't want to go through that. Because you see people suffering. And if you can see the root of their suffering, the root looks like they're on drugs. No, that's not the root of their suffering. That is the symptoms of the root of their suffering. But if we go into the root, it's generational curses. Okay? It's a generational curse that we are not conscious of, especially when there's a pattern in the family. And I've seen the patterns in mine. That's why I've never, even though I've got an addictive personality and I can say that, well, I used to, or, or I'm still dealing with it, it doesn't bother me anymore. Because, you know, I, I recognise what it is. But I like things and if I, if, if, I, if I, you know, get introduced to, you know, a certain recipe, I will have that recipe all the time until I get tired of it. That's the addictive personality that I have. And also I love food. 
hence me being a, you know, a, I used to be a junk vegan food addict, just addicted to junk food, not realising that I need to be eating more plant-based foods and more fruits and more nuts and more raw foods, but addicted to the, you know, the, the, the processed vegan stuff. I had to overcome that because that also was a part of the generational curses, addicted to junk food, knowing that it was bad for you, especially sugar. So I've, I've had that and I've seen that in my family. But when you go back and you look at the patterns and if you see yourself starting to behave in that pattern, then you have to take check of yourself because it's a generational curse now, you know, starting to connect or starting to infect you, you know. So, but what came to me in my meditation outside was if we don't connect to our ancestors who are also a part of that pattern, it's the line, it's in the line, it's the... It's in the alignment of our family tree, the lineage, the lineage, the bloodline. Okay, if we don't connect to our family lineage, our family bloodline from way back when, which takes us to our ancestors, how can we break the curse? Because the ancestors, like my mum, she's my direct ancestor, ancestress, and I've seen her patterns of fear. She was so powerful but so fearful, which made her powerless. Even though she still exercised her power in her, in her own comfortable way. But she could have done so much more if she didn't have so much fear. But anyway, yeah. So I've seen certain patterns in my mum that's in me. And I know that's not me. I know that's not me. But it's a part of me. Because it's her within me. And that's why they say that we are our ancestors. You know, so we can spend time healing that part. If we heal that part that is not us, but is a part of us. I heal my mum. Wherever she is. Or whoever she's become. I heal her. This thing is so deep. It's so deep that within us we can heal our generations and our lineage and our bloodline. But we first have to be the one that stands in the gap. We first have to be the ones to connect to the ancestral, to the lineage consciously. That's why it's so important to connect to our ancestrals consciously, wisely, knowingly. There's certain protocols that we have to adhere to. There's certain patterns that we have to see and recognize within our family and then choose to be the one to stand in the gap, to break the curse. I am that one and it hasn't been easy. And if you are the one to stand in the gap, um, to break the curses within your ancestral lineage, then I can tell you it's the time now. And this is why I'm doing this course. It's been, it's been upon me to do it, but it hasn't been the timing to do it. But the timing is now for me to share how important it is to recognize the generational curses and the generational blessings as well within your family and if you do see a pattern excuse me if you do see a pattern and you feel the calling from the ancestors i've actually put some um some signs and wonders and symptoms that you will be having in your dreams you know how they call you if you've suffered major sickness like continuously major sickness 
you know, it doesn't have to be a physical thing, it can be a spiritual thing as well, where the calling is so strong and you're ignoring it, because we have to fulfill our purpose, and I didn't choose to do this, it chose me, I didn't say, okay, right, I'm going to connect to my ancestors, and I'm going to break my, I didn't ever think that that's what I wanted to do growing up, it's not what I wanted to do when I grew up, basically, it's what unfolded within me as I grew up, I had the eyes to see, I had the mind to wonder, I was like, why, why is that happening, and then choosing, that isn't happening to me, right there and then I see this, and this is not going to happen, and you have to really fight spiritually, because if it's a curse, it's just a matter of time before that curse infects you, do you know what I mean, if you have been, if the family lineage, the bloodline has been cursed, it goes into generation to generations into generation. That's even in the Bible. That the sins of the forefathers will affect the children's 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 children. Something like on the, along that line. So it's a real thing. So if you have seen patterns in, in, your, um, in your family and you see traits in you of your parents that you don't like it, it's not you it's a it has become a part of you but it's them in you and you can heal that part and heal them in the process and heal you that's what it's all about it's about us healing our ancestors our ancestresses our lineage our bloodline and healing us and putting a stop to the curse so the next generation after us doesn't have to go through that we've broken generational curses and that's as simple as simple as i can put it without complicating it it's not that complication complicated and there's a lot of racial healing that we have to do as well and this is something that the ancestors have been calling me from way back when when i was in saint vincent when i met you know a sister friend by the name of tiffany and tiffany if you're listening to this you know, I really thank you for waking that part of me up, you know, and, and I accept that calling, I accept that, that work, that mission, because it's not an easy one. But the racial healing, in order for us to, to, for our next generation not to go through the racism and the supremacy of what we have been going through and what our ancestors are going through, we have to do racial healing. We have to, you know... There has to be somebody that's spiritually connected to their ancestrals in the white race. Who, who, who you have to be called to do this work. It has to be a deep, deep calling. It doesn't. Have, you can't act upon an idea because that will affect the whole woven dynamic of life. So it has to be a deep calling for you to stand in the gap for the white race. And it has to be a deep calling for us to stand in the black race and we together in a ball of love, unconditional love and knowingness and consciousness joined together and we stand in the everlasting mass, worldwide, global gap, spiritual gap. It's a big, massive work. And we take on and, and it is taking on. So you have to be strong. Like, look, this work is not for those that haven't done the work, all right, this, this is, this will blast you apart, it's so powerful, you have to be ready for this, but it needs to be done, and someone has to volunteer, and I have volunteered to stand in the gap, to really heal the lineage, the bloodline, the land, 
of our people. And when I say of our people, all people, because as long as you have hate in you, as long as you hate black people or you hate any race, you're vibrating at the lowest frequency. And I'm telling you, you cannot be happy. You cannot be happy. You cannot be truly happy hating. It's just like you cannot be truly happy living in fear. Because they're very low vibrations. And on a cellular level, you're destroying your very existence. And you're closing yourself down to consciousness. You know, so on a metaphysical level, you are in a state of degeneration. You're not in a good state of being. And you may not recognize that now, but on an energetical level, it is so. So, some deep racial healing needs to be done. And I call on you, if you feel this, if you are um, a white person or a person of color, or a black person. I'm calling you. If you are feeling this. The ancestrals are calling you to do this ancestral work. of, You know based on racial healing. Because once we heal the racial healing. We heal the world. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because the issue is the race. The issue is the caste. The issue is the class. The issue is just a whole bunch of. Stuff that shouldn't be, but it is, and we're here to heal that. And when we heal it, when we heal it, we heal the world and we heal us. But the work has to be done, and we have to know how to do the work. There are protocols. So I was never ready until I'm ready, and I'm ready now. With the help and the guidance of my ancestors and my ancestresses. Yeah, so if you are if you feel the calling to even um work on your own family lineage, then I invite you to attend um my workshop on the eighth of August between twelve and two PM Eastern time and between five and seven GMT time. And if you are a member of Barmyard you will um pay a donation between five and ten. And if you're a non-member, the cost is £15 uh, to attend. But, but I encourage all of those who have a calling, specifically a calling from the ancestors, to come forth. I'm going to be sharing some really sacred um, information that is needed for us to you know, enter into the astral world safely. We have to protect ourselves. Because we're entering into a different dimension. Just like we enter into a different dimension when we sleep... Some of us are conscious of it, some of us are unconscious of it. Some of us can even feel as we enter in. There's different veils that you go through before you get into the into the density of the uh, the fourth and the fifth dimension. If you feel the calling, I call you to come. Let's work together to heal our family bloodline and our family lineage to to heal the curses and so we can receive the blessings that's underneath the curses or receive all of our blessings without the curses being a block from us receiving all of the blessings. If you are already doing ancestral work and you feel a calling to do racial healing ancestral work, then I call you too. I've also been given codes. I've also been given really sacred wisdom on how it needs to be done. 
on how it needs to be done. And I feel honoured to be given this information. And I know many are being called, but only a few will be chosen because it is really deep, 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 deep work. Really deep work. That if you're not ready for it spiritually, and if you're not empty, and if you don't have unconditional love, unconditional love means that you love regardless of what's happened in the past. It, you know, not that it doesn't matter, it matters. That's why we're trying to come together to heal. If we didn't matter, we wouldn't need, wouldn't need healing. Of course it matters. But what matters now is that we do the work so we can heal the ancestors all along the lineage who have suffered and that is still in a state of trauma. And we, the descendants, are still living in a state of trauma, whether we're conscious of it or not. It's still in our DNA. It's still in ourselves because we are our ancestors, like I said before. So it is really deep cellular work. And we have to have... Unconditional love is our only protection when we enter into the astral world and we are amongst low vibrational beings. They can't touch us. We become invincible when we vibrate at this high frequency. That's why whenever you call on the ancestors or you want to go into that space... You have to be right with yourself. You have to be right with the world. You have to be in a state of love. That's the only protection we have where you are invincible. Not saying you might not get challenged in certain areas, but the love protects us in that realm. So I'm going to finish up now because um, I'm going to prepare for rising chanting. Um, and that's another um, gift that the universe has given to me in this time to strengthen my vibration it was a private practice between myself and the universe every rising and I was told well suggested it was suggested to me that I share um, this powerful chant it's a mantra it builds it we invoke energy we have direct connection we heal ourselves with our tones and our sounds and with the actual chant, Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. So every rising, uh, 5.30 we have introduction and 5.55 we chant and we have direct communication with the universe. We also chant for the suffering of others in the world because it's a selfless practice. So if you are up Eastern time at 5.55 a.m., join us. If you're in the UK or Europe, uh, which is GMT, I believe, um, I do believe, um, that's 10, um, 55, yes I, join us, it's, and if you've never tried it before, come and try it, it really is a powerful practice that aligns us and prepares our mind and gives us great power, so have yourself a wonderful day, be strong, find your tribe, prepare yourselves to be where you truly want to be in this time. You know, take back your power. Yes, I. Bush Mama loves you. Ashe, 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 yo, Namaste. 55.